And welcome back. Um, as promised, we are now joined by Steve Bultby Brooks. I have to say, I love that name. Who's endeavouring with um, Matt James to do the longest flight in a Spitfire Mark Nine. Now, for people of my age, uh, you know what that is. You don't need to Google it. For younger folk out there, it's worth Googling. The Spitfire was probably one of the most decisive airplanes in World War II. And uh, not only is it you know, an historic airplane, but um, it certainly made the difference between winning and losing. And we are joined by, uh, by Steve Wolpe Brooks. Steve. Hi, welcome Steve, lovely to have you here. Hi. So can you tell us a little bit about how this project uh, got and happened, how it evolved? Sure. So about 10 years ago, I bought a two-seat Spitfire. Oh, it's your uh, Spitfire. A two-seater. Yeah. Uh, which they made after the war as a trainer. And up till then, we felt that Spitfires were very much behind red ropes in museums or kept in private hangars and very hard for for, for, for the general public to get close to. So we set up a school in Goodwood and we fly about five or 600 people a year in, in the two-seat Spitfire. And they, we get the most fantastic reactions, but people often burst into tears or roar with laughter or, or, or always affected in emotional ways they never expected. And as the years have gone on, we've realized that this isn't just a British thing because uh, the Spitfire uh, stands for freedom, not just of the Brits, but of the whole free world. Mm. And so as time went past, we thought, wouldn't it be amazing to take a Spitfire back around our wonderful globe and let people hear that Merlin engine beat in their own sky once more? Yeah, because during the war, wasn't it? It was the Spitfire and the, um, the Messerschmitt. Am I correct? Was it the... Yes, yep, yep. Germans had that. Ah, yes. And just, just, just for my own sake, the Spitfire, um, when it was... Uh, in service that was a, a single seater plane wasn't it it was always a single seater. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought it was odd because i was looking doing some research before we spoke and i thought it was a two-seater uh, and i was scratching my head going strange i always thought it was a one-seater so this was the two-seater that came after the war as a trainer well the irish uh, army took them after the air force took them after the war and said that it's impossible for somebody to fly these on their own. And so then it was then that they created a, uh, converted a single-seater into a two-seater. That's oh. Irish love company. <laughs> the Otherwise, Irish. we'd have nobody to talk to. <laughs> yes. So you are setting off from... Are you setting off from Goodwood? From Goodwood. And where are you going? You're going to head west... <laughs> We're going to go straight north. We're going to go up through Scotland and straight up to Iceland, Greenland, and cross into America and go that way around and then up to Russia and down into the Japanese islands before coming back through Asia. Okay, so you're not crossing the Pacific. You go over, is it the Bering Straits there uh, between Alaska? Yeah. And down that way. Uh, a lot of planning's got to go on there. So I presume you have to clear that with the Russian authorities and... Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, how easy was that? It's a huge um, logistical uh, think so. operation, shall we say? Uh, so we've been two years in the making. The hard thing was the plane. We we took the the plane flew fifty one times in the war, and then was put into a museum. 
And we took it out two years ago and we stripped it right down to every last 80,000 rivets were drilled out of it. And uh, every piece, uh, we're sponsored by IWC, the international watch company, and they're, they're obsessed by precision and getting things exactly right. And that's what it's been like. Every single piece has been examined and, and checked for cracks. And, and, put, and I'm pleased to say most of it has gone back on. It's a very original. It's the most original Spitfire. So it's completely refurbished, but as as much as was possible, refurbished with the original pieces. Yes, absolutely. So it's a it's a seventy five year old plane. What wow. about on the way? Um, if if you need parts and servicing, something goes wrong. Um, or hopefully not. <laughs> well, hopefully not. Yes. But uh, yes. it's, it's it's a lot of fun, but forty seven thousand odd. How many miles are you gonna you planning to travel? Seven thousand miles. Twenty-seven thousand. Wow. And yeah. um, but can I just ask, what did you, presumably then you still needed to put in some modern things into the plane in order, like navigation and things like that? Was that was that part of it, or is that kind of a extra add-on? How did you manage to merge well, the old with the new? Or did you, you merge? Or did you? Hmm? The coffee machine. <laughs> I, I was going to say the tea's made. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we the, it's it's all old technology. We have a helmet, which is modern, which um, for the uh, modern radios, which is a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. And we've got a GPS in there, which they wouldn't have had. But apart from that, everything is as it was before. Wow! And how long? Uh, how far can you travel um, just in one flight before you you? I mean, what's how, the range? How, what's no, the range? That's, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Do you know the answer? Interceptor <laughs> in the in the war. so it only did uh, three hundred miles, but we modified ours to do a thousand miles. Is that a bigger tank or a more fuel efficient engine? Yeah, we've got we've, got, uh, we've taken the, all the guns out and we put tanks where the guns used to be, and uh, yeah. we put tanks in the back. So we've got a fantastic range. So hopefully, that's going to get us around. Fantastic. And then when you stop off, I believe there's 30 countries you're going to be stopping off in over the four months. Yeah. When you stop off, do you have events going on that people can come and see the plane? Um, people so. can be involved in it? Yeah, very, very much so. So um, if you go to the silverspitfire.com or iwc.com, you'll be able to see where the plane is in the world and what's going on. You'll be able to follow the expedition uh, but it, we're very much about taking the Spitfire to people who haven't seen it for many, many years and letting them hear it fly and see it in their skies once more. Right. And can people come up, if you're landing somewhere, can people come up and, and see it at the airport or can they get an up-close visual of it? That's our plan. It, it varies from country to country, and, and, and in some places we're doing events, and some places we're not. But uh, as much as possible, that's very much what we want to do. We, we want to show people that the Brit Britain's still here. <laughs> um, we're still great at design. We're still great at adventure. And we want to share that spirit of adventure with the world. Fantastic. Take the focus away from Brexit. Good <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and on on the full tour, I, do you get to stop off for long in each place, or are you really stopping down for a day or two and then moving on? It, it's a day or two here and there, but 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 it, we're not in a mad rush. We're definitely there to 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 um, meet the people and let them see. It's about the Spitfire. It's about this most incredible machine mm. and what it does for the humankind. 
and, and, and letting other people, it allows each country to look back at their history and what they did with the Spitfire. And uh, we're hoping to educate and inspire, uh, especially the younger generation. Just for those who don't know, how instrumental was the Spitfire? I, I, what impact did the Spitfire have on World War II? Or how do you see it as being the inspiration? It's a funny thing. I think when you talk to a lot of the historians, uh, what actually happened was the hurricanes and the other things uh, did the majority of the work. But there's something about the word spitfire and there's something about the spirit of determination and, and will to succeed that comes across in that word that inspires people and lifts people that say, yeah, we can do it. And, and, and that's what the Spitfire is about. And that's what this expedition is about, is inspiring people, showing people the joy of life, daring to dream, daring to push. I think, I think also Hollywood uh, really sunk their teeth into the Spitfire as well. I'm, I'm thinking back to when I was a kid watching, you don't see them anymore, but when I grew up, probably when you grew up as well, um, we had World War II movies on a Sunday afternoon. And I have a vivid memory of the Spitfires with that kind of jaws painting on the front with the teeth. Always looked yes, like yeah. some sort of shark coming at yes. you. Yeah. Um, and I, th I think Hollywood also promoted the whole idea, yeah, way after the war, of the Spitfire and, and um, you know, that intrepid Biggles type. Uh, although I think he was World War I, wasn't he? Um, you know, getting in there and... and fighting the cause for, for Europe. Yeah, well, in the words of Churchill, never has so much been owed by so many to so few. Mm. Mm, and, and it sort of sums up what, what Spitfires did, and, and possibly that answers your question as to why it is so special. Yeah, yeah, they, they really are in the annals of history. And, uh, and how long is it going to take you to, to, uh, to do this flight? Uh, four months, we're looking at. Four months. Fantastic. And um, for the, is, is there anything else? I mean, provisioning or fueling or um, other things that you have to, because one of the things that's not just un unique in the sense that it's not just about the Spitfire, but it's also one of the longest journeys done by a plane and certainly I'm sure by a Spitfire. Um, has there been any other circumnavigations on a, a plane or is it that this plane with its age and its uniqueness has never done this journey? Oh, there have been many planes that have flown around the world. It's by no means a first to fly around the world. Uh, many, many people have done it. Uh, but this is just, it, this is more from a historical and a magical human perspective. It, it, it's one of the most amazing, iconic aeroplanes ever built. And that's what the magic is here. And I, I presume a Spitfire has never done this journey because it was that's never required to before this. That's correct, yeah. One of the things Spitfires are probably least well known for is their in-flight service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't see the hostess walking up and down the aisle because there's no aisle. Um, what do you manage on that? Do you, do you pack sandwiches? Do you bring flasks of coffee? Uh, uh, not flying for very long, three mm. or four hours, and it's too okay. active in the it's a very tight cockpit. Yes. You sort of wear it rather than sit in it. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're right in there like a Formula One car and, and it's tight. 
um, and so you're not really um, sitting back and having snacks. It's not a luxury thing, is it? Just to because we need to finish off soon. But as an experience of flying, because I presume you have long experience of flying many different types of planes. Um, what was the experience? I mean, do you remember the first time you flew it? The the difference. I, I can only compare It'll it to how people talk about driving an old Aston Martin or the experience of driving some classic cars. Um, was it similar for you, the experience of drive, uh, flying this iconic plane? Or yeah, is I it know. quite simple in some ways in comparison to modern ones? No, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's the classic car thing. You drive a modern car and you just don't feel the soul. Mm. But you drive a classic car, a really great D-type Jaguar or something, and you really feel it. Uh, and you can feel the history. And, and, and every input you put in, you feel back. And it's the same with the Spitfire. It's talking to you all the time. It's telling you what it thinks and what it feels. And that's very magical to fly. Just, uh, just, uh, just to compare notes here. First time I drove, uh, I think it was a 1959 Mark II Jag. It was a combination of exhilaration. As you say, you get in, you smell the leather, you feel the soul, the history of it. But as you're driving along, you're thinking to yourself, these brakes are about 50 years old. Mm. <laughs> <Is it laughs> At the least you have the reassurance of know, that, having it out there. Is it, is it the same with the Spitfire when you're flying in it, you feel the soul, and it's like, oh, yeah, I feel the smell. Of, it's, it's, it's safety technology is about 100 years old here. Um, does that concern you in any way? No, I think what amazes me is how good the design was 60, 70 years ago. Mm. Uh, it, it's not as refined as it is today. Cars are much quieter, they're much smoother. But the brakes aren't that much more efficient than they were in those days. You know, it, it, it's amazing how good uh, the performance was. It's not comfortable, no, but, but it's good. It's down <laughs> and very agile as well. Yeah, very agile. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's extraordinary performance. I think that's what defined it, really, was uh, the way it could weave and, and spin yeah. around and avoid being shot at. So uh, you head off on the 4th of August, is it? Is your departure? 5th of August is your departure date. Yeah. Yes. And uh, your first destination going north is... Are you, going, are you stopping in Scotland? Yeah, we'll stop in Lossiemouth, refuel in Lossiemouth before heading up out over the North Sea to the Faroe Isles and Iceland. Okay, and then from Iceland on to Greenland and then on to Canada? Yeah. No, you wouldn't go to Greenland after Iceland. Geography. And then your final um, two countries, you're coming back how does your uh, trip end in four months okay, coming up uh, Prince Albert's asked us to go and do a display in Monaco so we might go and do that and then come to uh, France um, and back to the UK how will you get it to Monaco I suppose land in Nice and then by car yeah, or something we'll pop down to the harbour and do a display hopefully ah fantastic oh fly over yeah oh brilliant because last year we had the um, the the red arrows I think Yes. Um, so, is is was he asking about the Monaco show that you could time it for that? I no, don't think you, you will be because there. that'll be, it's not be there. yeah, no. be halfway through your trip. You won't be there. Yeah. Oh, always good to be Prince. Um, great. Well, I well, think uh, 
Thank you so much, Steve. It was lovely to hear about this unique journey. Um, You know, we normally talk about journeys by sea, but it is very fun to talk about something by air. And it sounds like, you know, you will have a marvelous trip in something you're very passionate about since, you know, this is a project you started initially. Um, So congratulations. Lucky lucky Matt James, who gets to be, is Matt James in the back seat? Uh, no, 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 it's just a single-seater, so one at a time. Oh, it's a single-seater? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought it was uh, the two-seater one you were taking. No, no, it's a, it's a single-seat Spitfire, so we'll take it in turns to fly. We've got a second plane with an engineer and a film crew on. Ah, on the second. I, now I understand. Forgive me, I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, well, so a solo experience as you go, but yes. with the team beside you. And we will track yeah. you on the IWC website. Um, yes. Anybody who wants to know what IWC stands for, International Watch Company, the finest watches out there. They're an incredible timepiece. I'm now very jealous of your one, the Spitfire model. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if we promote you a bit more, they'll talk to us. Uh, Steve, thank you very much and have a very very safe Safe life. Safe travels. Appreciate it. Have a great journey. You've been listening to Super Yacht Radio. We were talking with Steve Bootleby Brooks, who's flying a Spitfire Mark 9. Um, around the world. Time for some music. <laughs> 